The Work in Sports podcast is brought to you by Empowered. This is the most important election of our time. And let's be honest, voting during a pandemic is a little confusing right now. There is so much misinformation out there aimed towards making you believe that your vote doesn't matter. So why should you bother? Well, your vote does matter. Voting is the most important responsibility of citizens. Do not give up that power or that right. Get engaged, informed, and ready to vote all with one app. It's called Empowered, E-M-P-O-W-R-D. You know who is engaged, informed, and ready to vote with Empowered? Trey Flowers of the Detroit Lions, Whitney Merciless of the Houston Texans, Justin Reed of the Houston Texans, Afrini Simmons of the Portland Trailblazers. I'm talking with my hands right now. I just knocked over my lamp. I get fired up about this stuff. All of these top athletes are out there supporting this great app that will make it easier for you to get all the information you need to vote. Download the app today at empowered.com. That's E-M-P-O-W. RD.com. All right, let's start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. Hey, everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkinSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. New feature, big hit. Got a lot of positive feedback on our new segment. So let's jump right into the stat line. All right, quick recap of the week that was in the world of sports employment through the lens of workinsports.com, the number one job board for the sports industry. We have all the data. We've been doing this for 20 years. Okay, three main data points and trends to keep you informed on where the market is right now. We'll start with the top line number. There are currently 15,556 active sports jobs posted on workinsports.com. That's a good, healthy number. Now, this is down 1.3% week over week. But as always, all data needs context. In the last week, we added 3,302 new active sports jobs. So think about that. In the last week, the last seven days, since the last time we had this conversation, 3,302 newly active sports jobs. That's an average of 471 new jobs per day. That's a bumping number. And that's an increase of 27% week over week. Okay. Last week, when I had the stat line, I talked about how we added, I think it was 2,400 jobs right around there. This week, 3,300. An increase of 27% week over week. So you may be asking, how can you add 3,302 jobs this week and still have less overall jobs, right? Because I just told you we went down 1.3 in our overall number. Well, that's actually another really good indicator for the state of our industry. What this means is there was churn. You'll see activity on our job board where there's jobs going out and jobs coming in. That's called churn rate, right? Jobs going out means that they were filled. And so people were filling jobs and pulling them off our job board and they're adding new jobs. This is a positive activity level. You don't want to see this is too far skewed in one direction or the other. Tons of jobs out there, nothing being filled or no jobs out there, no, nothing being filled, right? You're, or you know, just stuff getting pulled off the site. You want to see that positive activity level. Jobs coming off the board, jobs getting added to the board. That's a good thing. Okay, final part of the stat line. Three awesome jobs added this week. 
this part is subjective. I'm choosing. This isn't data. This is me. Okay, number one. Communication and digital media internship with USA Team Handball. Look, I don't know anything about handball other than the the fact I think I would be awesome at it. But the opportunity to learn these skills for a national governing body is the type of thing that will stand out on your resume. So check that out. It is a nationwide role. There is virtual and there's a lot of great opportunity there. Number two, play-by-play broadcaster for the San Diego Seals. Now, who are the San Diego Seals? They are a national lacrosse league team in San Diego. I like San Diego. That's why I picked this job. The only problem I have is that in San Diego, nothing should be indoors. Seriously. Everything from showering to sports should be required to be outdoors in San Diego. There's no excuse to ever be inside. And finally, I've been in the sports industry for 20 plus years, and I'm still introduced to new jobs and companies every damn day. And here's one example. Our final job comes from Baller TV, who I heard of for the first time this morning. This is one of the great attributes of our site is that you'll find out about teams, organizations, and companies that you didn't even know existed before. That's what happens when you have 15,000 plus jobs. There's a lot of stuff out there, okay, that you're getting exposed to. Now, what is Bowler TV? Based in Miami, they are looking for a live sports event coordinator. Usually coordinator roles are entry level, so this is something you guys should take a look at. Baller TV, according to my research, is a venture-backed startup that is building the world's largest sports network from the ground up, which sounds ambitious. Don't anybody tell ESPN, because I think they consider themselves the world's largest sports network. But that's okay. You got to compete. Can't let them, got to knock off the king sometimes, right? All right. That was the stat line. Do you like that segment? Any other stats you want me to add? Message me on LinkedIn or join our private Facebook group by searching for the Work in Sports podcast on Facebook. And remember, A work in sports membership is just $8 for the first month. You can get access to all of these jobs and way, 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 way more. All right, we'll get to today's fan question from Wyatt in Pennsylvania. Hey, Brian, I need a little convincing on the power of networking. I'm not a natural networker. I don't really like it. And I'm not fully convinced convinced it matters in the long run. Can you help convince me that it's an effort worth undertaking? Good question, Wyatt. Thanks for asking. And I'll preface this by saying I'm not a natural networker either, but it's worth it. And it's worth it to get out of your comfort zone and work on. I'll explain why. Okay. Why do a lot of people not gravitate towards networking? Because our society right now, our mentality is towards this just add water uh, process, right? I, I do something and I get instantaneous results. And networking doesn't really work that way. Networking does not have quick returns, usually speaking. Uh, it takes time. It takes time to build a relationship. It takes time to really work your way through knowing people and knowing the right people. It takes time to build a connection with somebody where you can then feel comfortable to have a deeper conversation. It takes time to be visible in their world. You may start networking efforts and not see results for six to 12 months. 
And that's the fact. And that's why not enough people do it is because they're looking for instantaneous responses. Now, here's the deal. We always talk about how there's four main pillars of getting hired in the sports industry, right? It's gaining the right type of experience, understanding your marketplace and what's needed and making sure you have those skills and those experiences, making sure you have a number two is making sure you have an incredible network. Uh, Number three is your portfolio items, your resume, your cover letter, your personal brand. And number four is actually the skill of interviewing. All four of those things are essential. Any one of those things you're not very strong in and you're going to be hurt. Networking is part of that plan. Networking and building up the people that you know in the industry that can be an asset to you in your future. This is all an important part of the overarching principle of getting hired in the sports industry. But again, If you go into it with the wrong frame of mind, if you go into it with the wrong mentality thinking, I'm going to put this effort in and I'm going to get tons of followers on LinkedIn, I'm going to get tons of connections and these people are going to help me and I'm going to get a job, you know, in in two months or even in a couple of weeks or I'm going to start asking for things, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to think the process isn't working. You have to frame your mind around this concept of networking takes time, but it pays off in the long run. Okay. Now, What's the process for and what's the mentality that you want to have for networking? It's really about building relationships. You are not, not, not coming out and asking for things. You need to have a strategy and approach that is focused on building a relationship and connections and providing value to others. Okay. Now I end up going and speaking in a lot of different college campuses, and this is a subject that comes up a lot, but I do the college campus talks all on my own time. It's something I do to give back. I'm part of webinars. I'm part of series and part of whatever. And you know what? The thing I get back out of it is that it starts to build my network as well. I get to make a lot of new connections that way. I get to know a lot of different people in the industry and professors and other co-panelists and whatever. Um, it takes time though. All these things take time and it's contingent upon you once you identify the people that you want to build a network with and that you are strategic about it, um, that you go about it in the right manner. And what I mean by that is that you have a long-term vision and that you're willing to be active and visible. Now, let's, let's back up for a second here. There are some people out there that you will talk to that will tell you networking is, you know, activity driven and that you should connect with as many people as possible. And so many people take that information and they turn that into, I'm going to go on LinkedIn and hit add connection, you know, or connect with this person, connect with this person, connect with this, just clicking buttons, right? That actually does absolutely nothing for you. You are not actually building a relationship with this person. I have, I don't know, 10,000 connections on LinkedIn and I can tell you that maybe I know six or 700 of them. It's a smaller, much smaller number than the actual number of connections I have because most of those people have just clicked a button and said, I want to connect with you and I've accepted. I don't actually know them. I don't know their names. I wouldn't recognize them if I saw them. I wouldn't recognize anything about them. I couldn't tell, I couldn't provide them any value because I've never actually had a conversation with them. This is a useless endeavor to me, right? This is a completely I almost said stupid. Well, I'm going to say stupid. It's a really stupid waste of time, right? To just click buttons and add people and then think to yourself, I've got 5,000 people in my network. It's awesome. No, the strength of your network is based on the number of relationships you have, not the number of people that are in it. So 
how do you go about this? Well, you're, you're active and you're visible. And I want to do that. I want to, I want to tell you a story. I want to, I want to, this story time. Okay. Uh, active listener in this show, Gregory Goodman is his name. And we're going to tell his story kind of briefly. All right. So I'm the podcast host. I'm interviewing all these people and I'm out there and I'm pretty active on social media and Gregory becomes a listener. Gregory's Gregory's from Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, he's, really good dude. Okay. But I didn't know this at the start. Gregory started listening to the show and he started becoming more visible in my world. He connected on LinkedIn. He sent me a note referencing a particular show. He was part of our uh, private Facebook group. He started asking questions in there and posting comments. And I started to see his name a lot. He actually sent a gift package from the team that he was working for. He sent me a gift package. Now, again, it's not always about giving gifts. I'm not saying that, but again, these are nice moments. He sent a gift package for my kids because I talked about them on one show. Uh, he worked for the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs, which is a minor league hockey team. I think I'm getting that straight, but um, he worked for them at the time. And so he sent a little care package with a, like a, uh, a beanie hat and a, like a jersey for the kids or whatever for my kids. And it was super cool. That made Gregory always stand out in my mind. But more than that, even it was the activities that he was doing. Right. He was visible when I posted things on the Internet. He'd make a comment on a show. He'd make a have a really good question. He was involved. He was active. He was visible. Well, how does this, any of this end up benefiting Gregory? Because, you know, that's what the ultimate goal is, right? Is like, if Greg's just doing all these things, but not getting any benefit out of it, then that seems like a fruitless effort too. But I'll tell you, it does matter. Because just a couple weeks ago, Gregory mentioned to me, he said, hey, I'm interviewing for a job or I'm, I'm applying for a job with the Cleveland Indians in their diversity and inclusion department. And he knows that one of my connections is Maylin Vu, who's the director of talent acquisition for the Cleveland Indians. And so he just said nicely, he said, hey, I'm applying for this job. If you have the opportunity, could you just mention it to Maylin that I'm sending in my resume? He didn't ask me to help him get the job. He didn't ask me for anything like a referral or anything of that nature. He wasn't asking for things other than to say, can you just make mention of it so that she sees my materials? Now, I took that and went a step further because I've gotten to know Gregory. I like Gregory. I'd like to add one other story to this. I forgot about this, but I'm thinking of it as I'm talking now. I don't script these things out. This is just you and me talking you and all of us. Okay. Gregory, one other thing he did, he provided value and I'm going to go deeper into this in a second. He provided value to me. I'm on the other end of his network, right? He wants to network with me. He wants to get to know the people that I know. And so I always talk about on this podcast is providing value to those people that you want to be associated with, right? Gregory, and people are always asking me like, well, how do I provide value? I'm a college senior. I'm a this, I'm a that or whatever. Like what, what, what can I bring to the table? Gregory gives a perfect example. He contacted me at one point and said, Hey, do you think Lauren Sisler, who is a uh, reporter on this SEC network, would be a good guest for your show? And I was like, yeah, she'd be great. And he goes, great. I'm going to introduce you to her. I know her because we've interacted some. Now, he stuck his neck out there, got out of his comfort zone a little bit and introduced me to Lauren. And Lauren was on the show and was an incredible, incredible guest. That's providing value. And you know what? Providing value can be something even simpler than that. It can be, I saw this, like if you're, let's say you're trying to connect with somebody with a certain team or whatever, and you see an article that is about their team, it's positive about their team. You share it with them and say, hey, I just saw this article about your team. Congratulations. This must be really great for your organization. That's providing value too. You're having a valuable conversation or you're sharing some data point or you're sharing some interesting thing you learned or whatever it may be. Providing value, being visible, being active. Now, Gregory, again, he comes to me with the Cleveland Indians gig. And so he asked, just like, can you just let her know it's, you know, that I applied for the job and see if I can get near the, you know, at least noticed. 
And I said, I'll go one better. I'll reach out to her today. And the point of me bringing this up is that Greg has worked in building a relationship with me for a year now, probably, maybe even longer than that. And there came a moment where he wanted to cash in that connection. And he didn't even do it in a forceful way. He did it in a very nice way. And he just said, like, I'm going for this and I'm excited about it. Can you maybe help me out? And I did. I wanted to because he's already shown himself to be an incredible person that I've gotten to know. He built a relationship with me rather than just connecting. He built a relationship. And so I like to give this kind of a story because it shows you that it works. It's about quality of the connections rather than it is quantity. And I cannot stress this to you enough. You know, if any of you listening ever ever, ever do an auto respond on, you know, LinkedIn, for example. So like you go into your notifications that day and it comes up and it says, Hey, this person got a new job. Click here to send them a congratulations. If you ever do that, you're totally missing the point, right? LinkedIn does these things because they want you to be active on their site. They want you to be sending messages and increasing their algorithmic messaging of their, you know, their, their data numbers and their page on time on sites and all those kind of data points that increase their value. It does not help you. You need to build the relationship. You need to put in more work than that. And what I try to tell everybody all the time, your number may be 20. You may only be able to put this much effort into 20 connections. That's okay. I'd rather have you do that than have 500 fraudulent connections. Pick those people that matter in your world and that you can see a future, like a connection, a reason to connect with them, and also a reason they can provide value for you in the long run. How do they line up with who you want to be and where you want to go? And if those people are worth connecting with, you make that happen. I want to give you one more story. This is a story I really enjoy telling. So, Okay. I have this person come to me a couple of years ago. I think it was three or four years ago now. And they say, I really want to work in the operations department for an NBA team. Like that's my dream job. And I think they were a senior in college at the time. They're like, this is what I want to do. I know what it is. What should I do? And I, it was like the start of their senior year. And I said, you have to spend this entire senior year networking with every operations coordinator in the G League. Okay. So don't just go reaching out to every NBA team. Start out in the G League. Okay. Reach out to every single operations coordinator in the league and, and start to try to make a connection there. Add a note, give some context. Hey, I'm a senior in college. I want to be in the operations department in the NBA at some point. I see that you're working in operations or in the G League. Would just love to connect and continue to learn more from you. So this person does that. And of the, I think there's 30 teams in the G League now, um, of the 30, I think 17 accepted and responded to this person. So now this person has 17 people. It's not an impossible number. They have 17 people they need to build a relationship with and be visible and in touch with. So they do that. And I give them kind of a plan. I'm like, go do these things. Be this activity level. Be present in their world. Join whatever groups they're part of. Follow them on Twitter. Do this, do this, do this. Get on their Instagram. You know, be visible. Be positive. Have thought leadership. Make, have ask open-ended questions that don't require them to do anything for you, but provide some information and, and start to do that. And so they did, they did this. Okay. And they did this over a long period of time. And then, you know, six, eight months later, a job popped up for a, uh, operations coordinator, uh, entry level job with a G league team. And it was not a team he had a direct connection with, but he reached out to one of his connections based on the what I told him to. This these one of these 17 connections he started to build over time and build a relationship with. He reached out to that person and said, Hey, I see this great job opening up there. Do you happen to know anybody 
at that organization. Now, he wasn't saying, can you give me a referral? Because you've never he never worked with the person. He did, how could this person give him a referral? There's only somebody they've started to network with and virtually at that. He didn't ask for a referral, didn't ask for a job, didn't ask for anything other than, do you know anybody there that I can send my resume to directly? I'll apply through all the normal channels, but I just want to get it in front of somebody else at the organization. And this person said back to him, like, yeah, of course I do. I'll make sure to get it over to thus and such, or, you know, whoever that person was. I don't remember the name. I'll make sure your resume gets to them. Send it over to me. All you were asking of this person that you built a relationship with over six to eight months was, can you just pass my resume along? Because it helps to have your resume in somebody's hands within the building. And that's how networking can work to your benefit. If you put in the effort to build the relationships at the time you need it, you can then reach out and say, and don't ask for things like referrals and don't ask for things like jobs and don't come out and put somebody, don't come right out and ask somebody to do something for you. Build the relationship, take your time, and then ask for things that are either questions about the industry or ways that they can help you that doesn't really stick their neck out there too much. Like if somebody, if somebody tries to ask me right now, like, can I refer them for a job? I'm not going to be able to do that. I don't know you. But if somebody says, can you give me advice into how I can prepare for something? I'm, of course, I'm going to help you there. I'm going to help. Okay. The point is networking works, but it also takes work. If you don't put in the work, don't blame the process. Blame yourself and your dedication to establishing connections that matter. Put in the work to build powerful connections and a network can help you in the moment you need it most. All right, that's it for today. In just a few hours, I'm very excited to be interviewing Chastity Melvin, who's 12 years in the WNBA, played all over the globe, first female coach in the Charlotte Hornets organization, current assistant coach for the Phoenix Mercury, a fanatic for player development, and I am really fired up to talk with her. That episode will air on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. And coming up for the month of October... I'm working really hard on our four-part series titled Moving Forward, where we focus on how professionals can promote and educate others on social justice through their roles in sports. I'm very excited about this project and owe my partner, Adrienne Brown, a ton of thanks. Stay tuned for that and Chastity on Wednesday. Please rate and review our show wherever you listen. It helps us remain high in the podcast rankings so more listeners can find us. And stay safe out there. Wear a mask. We're not done with this shit. And plan to vote. Vote, vote, vote. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>